Hello there, ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-conforming and non-binary folks. My name is Maximai Badev, and y'all are listening to the very last episode of Let's Talk in 2020. Yas, bitch! We survived this hell of a year. This was a wild ride, and I'm very happy that all of you joined me on this ride. And I am just so, so so grateful that 2020 is almost over and that on January 1st, 2021, everything is going to go back to normal. We're not going to have a pandemic. And wait, that's not how it works. January 1st, we're still going to be in a pandemic and nothing is really going to change. Okay, well, you know what? That's all right, because I am here to talk to y'all about 2020, to wrap it up. And let me tell you something. My ass was so lazy and tired after last week's episode about music that I spent two weeks editing and that if you still haven't listened, you should really go check it out. It's my favorite episode that I've done in two seasons of Last Talk. But I was so lazy that I was like, you know what? Nah, it's okay. I'm gonna go on vacation early. But then I realized that I I wouldn't be me and let's talk wouldn't be let's talk without summation and some kind of um dissection of what this year has been for me personally for the world for society and what i really want to leave in this year and what i want to take into the next year so let's talk 2020 uh, in case you are patrick and you lived under the rock in the past 12 months without tv or access to anything 2020 has been tough we are in the middle of a once in 100 years pandemic we are going through one of the worst economic crises in the history donald trump is still the president of the united states even though my man joe biden won and i am so happy that after January 20th I will no longer be doing Trump impersonations I know you love them so I'm gonna give you one last time before we go <clears throat> uh, I know you're gonna miss me China's gonna miss me I know I won the election the election was rigged uh, I am not conceding and this Max this let's talk guy what a loser what a loser he can't even impersonate me properly sad just sad Now I have to work on my Joe Biden impersonation, which is basically an old man trying to cough up the remaining of his sanity out of his throat. I'll work on it. I'll debut it next year. (laughs) But besides the pandemic and besides the horrible election year that we've had in America that truly affected the whole world because America is a world leader and everybody was watching and the fact that we had Donald Trump as a president during the pandemic and that his response to the pandemic was so inadequate trickled down to the rest of the world. So that was a very important thing and I'm very, very happy that he lost, that we elected Joe Biden as president and we have Kamala Harris as our VP. We're going to have a first woman VP, first black person VP, First Indian American person VP, first daughter of immigrants VP, and first bad bitch VP. Hell fucking yeah. So, you know, there's good things and bad things happening this year. But, you know, I've spent the whole year talking about the pandemic and Donald Trump and the election. So I want to highlight some other stuff that happened in 2020. Because, you know, when a person is sick um, and their immune system is down, the other things happen to them. You know, like if you have a flu and your whole body hurts, your immune system is weak. So you're catching other things and you're getting sicker. And I feel like this is what happened this year to our planet. That because we were so weakened by this pandemic 
pandemic that there was a lot of shit that happened and you know i want to start off with the fact that this has been recorded as the worst year for climate change in the world we started 2020 with absolutely devastating wildfires in australia basically one third of the entire continent of australia was on fire people lost lives hundreds of millions of animals died many of which are rare species that only exist in australia so that was absolutely devastating for the planet we had absolutely horrible wildfires here in the united states on the west coast and especially in california which has been going on for a couple of years now but this year it felt like with the pandemic and already economic and emotional vulnerability people losing their lives and people losing their homes and their entire life savings was not that also this year has been absolutely horrible for cyclones and hurricanes and tsunamis the atlantic region including north america and parts of the united states and central america was really hit by one of the coastliest hurricane seasons and in east asia and particularly in the philippines there were horrible tsunamis and typhoons that took lives of many people and caused a lot of destruction so you know in a year where there's already so much loss of life and property and livelihood this was just an absolutely unnecessary and even more burdening and painful series of events that I just can't process. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And you know, just this kind of... One of the things that I'm really upset about 2020 is that I thought we value human life more. Growing up in the United States, you know, we spent the last 19 years mourning the 3,000 people who died on 9-11 in the United States in the terrorist attack in New York. And just to see how America just did not care for almost 350,000 dead people in the United States and millions of people around the world who died, it was just so cynical but i also think that this much of unprocessed collective grief is not healthy for us like we can't pretend like people didn't die and i had so many conversations with people this year about this and they're like well you know people have to die and it's old people and blah 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 and all that i'm like that doesn't make it okay i know that people die but it doesn't make it any less painful for everybody has to go through it especially when it's a lot of people who were young who still had a lot to give and it's just very very unfortunate that as a world we were more focused on you know the political circus of the election or the implications of economic recession which are very very serious but at the end of the day i believe that health and the sanctity of human life are the most important things and if we can't value those things then what the fuck is humanity? Like, throw out the whole humanity, because if we don't care for each other and for each other's life or for each other's health and livelihood, then I don't understand. I don't like where the direction of this world is going. And, you know, besides the pandemic and these natural disasters, there was also a lot of violence this year that happened you know there was a war between armenia and azerbaijan over the disputed region of nagorno-karabakh it's a continuation of a war from 20 years ago they've been fighting over this piece of land and a lot of people died a lot of people were misplaced and in a year where people are dying from either the virus or lack 
of healthcare. This was just so, so, so painful. And you know, and another thing that absolutely broke my heart this year was the explosion in Beirut and Lebanon. There was an explosion in the port, which resulted from government negligence of storing dangerous chemicals in unsafe conditions. And the explosion that, you know, I'm sure all of us saw videos of that left 220 people dead, over 300,000 people misplaced and homeless and the you know the financial ruin for the city of Beirut and Lebanon costing from 10 to 15 billion dollars and you know knowing that Lebanon has already been going through very tough financial times there's a lot of famine in the country the inflation is through the roof and the government is just so corrupt they could not give single shit about the people so the fact that this happened was just so 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 painful for Beirut for all my Lebanese friends and just for the whole world where I keep repeating this point when people are already so vulnerable from mass economic inequality and health conditions like that just people dying and losing their home in such a horrible way is just breaking my heart but you know what I've noticed that this year has been the rise of protests for justice of course there was you know the Black Lives Matter protest here in the United States following the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey and 40 transgender people most of whom are black and Latino in this country and again I keep repeating this point in my episodes but this has been the deadliest year for transgender people in America on record and you know all those innocent people of color who die at the hands of police brutality and people protested and it led to more violence and more people died and cities were burned and businesses were destroyed and politicians used this as a way to manipulate the masses. It was just so painful, but it showed that sometimes violence is necessary to make a point because violence is created by violence and if police brutality and murder of all these innocent people didn't happen we wouldn't not have had such a response and you know we all saw the video of the police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck as he's as he's calling for his mom's name saying he can't breathe i mean the compassion from the world that i saw reacting to that video from around the world you know there were protests in all 50 states but also in every country from france to iran the whole world supported it and besides black lives matter protests in america there were a lot of other protests you know in the world hong kong has been protesting even before the pandemic because china has tried to impose these draconian laws on hong kong to curb their free speech and take away their rights and Hong Kong which is a you know a tiny island has been so resilient and so powerful in their spirit that it was just so admirable to watch and there were a lot of protests happening in former Soviet Union countries like Russia and Belarus and Kyrgyzstan which is very important because all of those countries have dictators as their leaders and they have very harsh systems that do not <laughs> favor any protest for example in Russia there were protests in a city of Khabarovsk and they're still going on after a popular governor who tried to clean out corruption was arrested on some bullshit charges and people in Russia were protesting for months for Putin to resign which is a huge deal a huge deal because in Russia people don't protest unless it's like Moscow and St. Petersburg the big city so that gave me hope I mean in Kyrgyzstan people started rioting and they got rid of the president who was there for decades I mean of course the leader of the opposition is 
is from the same group of people as the former president. But at least, it, you know, it showed that even in people in, in countries like Kyrgyzstan, which is a very isolated country, I'm sure most of you have never even heard of it because it's such an isolated, closed down country. So if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. And Belarus, I did two episodes about Belarus this year, one in English, one in Russian. They had an election and Alexander Lukashenko, whom they called the last dictator of Europe, stole the election. He literally ordered to stop the count when he saw that the numbers weren't going his way. Sounds familiar, eh? Stop the count because the numbers were not going his way. I wonder where else I saw that. Hmm, interesting. But people started protesting because this is our country. People of Belarus are very, very peaceful. But see the response from the police and the armed forces and how they brutally assaulted their own citizens, beating them up, raping them, causing internal damage doing so much to their own citizens that it was absolutely painful to watch but people still protested and you know nevertheless they persisted so just seeing all of this protest around the world also in countries like nigeria and venezuela and colombia people try to stand up for their rights and try to go to oppressive regimes because they're just like you know what we're over it we're motherfucking over it you know this year has already been shit and the pandemic has exposed a lot of these economic and healthcare inequalities and people demanded that they're heard that they live the life that they want to be lived and i'm very very happy to see that despite the attacks on democracy in the united states from the president and the republican party trying to steal the election and using the court system and just doing the most vile and disgusting and impeachable offenses by the way donald trump was impeached this year yes he's officially going to go down in history as the worst president because not only he lose the popular vote twice he is the first president in 30 years to not win second term even george bush jr you know remember him remember the stupid guy even he won the second term trump lost and he was impeached so no matter how you feel about the orange motherfucker whether you love him and you want to lick his pussy he's the worst president and i am very happy that in 2021 he'll be gone gone darling He'll be gone and a vaccine is going to be here. Hey, it's a miracle. Baruch Hashem. But despite those attacks on democracy in America, the rise for democracy and the hunger for democracy prevailed in the rest of the world. And that really gave me hope. And talking of democracy and speaking of rights, this year has been pretty good for LGBTQ folks because a lot of countries like Costa Rica legalized gay marriage and even the Pope himself, the grand dame old queen, has endorsed civil unions. Now he did not endorse marriage. But you know what? That's very progressive. And I think the fact that the head of the Catholic Church did that in a year where we all desperately needed some kind of hope and some kind of indication that things are going to be good, I thought that was fabulous. And in terms of representation, I mean, there has been more queer shows and movies and music and art on public platforms watched and consumed by billions of people the way we've never seen before and I feel like 2020 despite everything has really been the year of queer people and queer representation and 25 million seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race and you know speaking of representation this was also a year for representation for people of color and transgender folks and disabled folks and just a lot of people were able to reclaim the stories and reclaim their power and I feel like this world has become more diverse in visibility this year and I think that's one of the best 
best things that happened in 2020 and i really hope that we take that and we take it into 2020 i mean remember when shakira and jlo absolutely killed it at the super bowl honey truly one of the highlights of the year and it happened right before the pandemic so that feels like that was the one of the last good moments that happened before the, the pandemic that and the impeachment of donald trump but 2020 has been the year where we lost a lot of people due to the virus and i just want to name some of the very prominent famous people that we have lost this year of course kobe Bryant, you know the legendary basketball player died in a helicopter crash with his daughter and six other people which was absolutely devastating when that happened. Kirk Douglas, uh, a legendary American actor and one of the finest actors of Golden Hollywood, passed away. Katherine Johnson, a black American woman who was the pioneer for the trip to the moon and one of the people who like wrote the code and basically made sure that we got to the moon. Some other people that have passed away this year, Kenny Rogers, American country singer and songwriter, two of my favorite American playwrights, Terrence McNally and Larry Kramer, both legends of queer literature and both people who have fought for queer rights and wrote about queer rights and created beautiful and real and rich queer stories, especially Larry Kramer, who basically was one of the only people who was fighting tooth and nail during the AIDS crisis to make sure that queer people are seen and taken care of. And now living in a pandemic that affects everybody, I feel like a lot of Larry Kramer's work is very, very relevant this here little richard american musician legend queer icon we stand glee actress naya rivera died after she jumped into the lake to play with her son and you know as a former as a gleek that was just absolutely heartbreaking to me because naya rivera was such a talented person and such an inspiration to many of us in the community that it was definitely definitely very very upsetting and something that uh, is 2020 has been a fucked up year just because of that um olivia de Havilland, british american actress who died at the age of 100 something she was in the gun with the wind and she was one of the most important actresses in hollywood who pushed for women to have more power in hollywood and modern feminist movement in hollywood would have not been here without her of course chadwick boseman a great actor the black panther who died of cancer um not telling anybody he died very very young and there is a movie out right now with him ma rainey's black bottom and it's a brilliant performance by him it's so rich and layered his performance made me cry and he deserves an oscar for that role diana rigg an actress um that people know from game of thrones of course the legend the icon ruth bader ginsburg who died on rosh hashanah she was 87 she was working until the very last day because mama knew that donald trump is going to put some piece of shit instead of her in the supreme court and rbg an absolute legend a trailblazer she has done so much for women and minorities in america that she's going to go down in history as one of the greatest americans and it's an absolute tragic loss for the world that she has left us in 2020 Sean Connery, you know, the agent 007, Alex Trebek, the face of Jeopardy, who was one of the nicest people and who gave all of us hope. And the last one that I would talk about is um, Diego Maradona, a famous soccer player who was one of my dad's favorite players. Um, so that's a very personal one for me. And what kind of year this has been for me as well? 
you know, this has been a tough year for me. In the beginning of the year, I had some health issues. I was in a hospital for a month in Russia with um, lymph node problems. And that was absolutely traumatizing and painful and horrible. But in a way, it prepared me for the lockdown. Because when the lockdown happened and I was like, I'm going to be locked down in my own house with my grandma who cooks me food. Yes, sign me up because it's better to be locked in at home than in a hospital with five other men in a room, none of whom wash their hands after they use the bathroom. Nasty. But when I came back to America, I've lost my job first. I used to work in Bergdorf Goodman, which is the most prestigious department store in America and arguably the world. I've lost my job there. I've lost my 401k. I have lost my great-grandpa who died at the age of 93. You know, today I actually went to the cemetery with my grandma. It would have been his 94th birthday. I lost my godfather who died in Moscow from COVID as well. I've lost my teacher, my very first drama teacher teacher who taught me how to act and project and who instilled in me the love for theater something that I've continued doing into my adult life I've lost theater this year you know what I mean like as other jobs went back even for a little bit theater was still closed and it was tough but I was still able to produce some shows but you know what I didn't let this year get to me I saw this year as an opportunity to pursue what I think is important and that's how Let's Talk was born you know if it wasn't for the past pandemic or the quarantine I wouldn't be sitting here recording for you an episode where I talk about these things so the thing that I've learned in 2020 is that YOLO as cliche as it sounds but you only live once so if you're gonna waste your time pursuing things that you don't care for as opposed to you know, working on your dreams, you're not going to be happy. And this is the year that taught us that prioritize yourself, do what you have to do, because tomorrow is not granted. And I don't know if y'all believe in Chinese calendar, but this was the year of the rat. I'm the rat. I was born 96. You know, it comes every 12 years. And this was truly a rat year. But next year is the year of the ox. And it's the year of the metal ox. And ox is the hardworking animal. And 2021 is going to be all about the subtle grind. You know, if 2020 was about the hustle of trying to survive, 2021 is going to be all about the grind. We're going to be rebuilding. We're going to be working hard to restore this world, to restore ourselves, to restore our mental health, to restore our finances. And we should be grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be able to do so because we've survived we've lived our hearts are still beating our blood is still flowing and i am just so 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 excited for 2021 and to see what kind of world we rebuild together because we all have been through this incredibly bonding experience as celebrities have been saying all year we're all in this together as they're sitting in their like gigantic mansions with private pools but it truly is we've survived this year together and i hope that the world we develop a sense of empathy a sense of understanding and compassion and love and patience for each other and that we're never going to forget the lessons that we learned in 2020 because it will be an absolute disservice to ourselves to do that and i want to thank every single one of you who has been here on this journey with me on this let's talk journey it was terrifying 
terrifying. I had to learn a lot. I had to do things I never thought I would do. But, you know, you guys listened. You stuck with me. You sent me messages. You sent me support. And without you, I, I would have not, I would have not done it truly. So I'm just so incredibly grateful and thankful to my friends, my family, my listeners, all the support that I've got. And I cannot wait. I cannot fucking way to bring you some bomb ass material in 2021 the world is my oyster and i'm gonna fucking tell you i'm gonna be unstoppable and so should you so i hope that you have a great rest of 2020 and that 2021 will be your year wear a mask wash your hands and Spread love, be kind, because there's way too much negativity and violence in the world. Please don't contribute to that. We don't need that. And when a vaccine is available to you, please go do everybody's service and take it. My name is Maxim Ibadev. Y'all have been listening to Let's Talk, and I will see you in the next year. Bye-bye.